right, hour two of Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association. I'm John Hanson, and we'll take you to 3 o'clock. Hamp and OB had a texter wondering if the blood pressure might be a little down today. I don't think so. That's usually not Hamp and OB's style. And I don't think this game's going to lead to any calm nerves at 3 o'clock. We'll wait and see, though. You heard the name Heggie Walkner Law Firm in the middle of that uh, introduction. Corinne Heggie joins us, and we continue the conversation about estate planning. And uh, we rolled right over. We talked in the break. Our Illini didn't get it done yesterday, Corinne. They didn't. They didn't. But I love their record. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I'm good. so proud of our Illini. It's fun to watch. We don't get to do this very often. No. <laughs> get to be like, let's go Illini football. And, I know. Uh, it's been such a treat this football season. It sure has. It'll roll on next week. They're playing Purdue. Uh, of course, our Northwestern Wildcats here at the station, they put up a good fight yesterday against Ohio State. Couldn't pull it off. I know. They made them work. It's they always made- good to make those... Uh, the Ohio State have to work <laughs> yeah, yeah, for their for, win. Thanks for putting the in there because I think there was a trademark case about that as well. So yes, there was. Yeah. There was. <laughs> um, let's talk about a couple things that folks have been talking to you about. And you know, we talk about estate planning. A lot of it revolves around wills and trusts. But there's a lot of other documents and things that you can do with your parents, uh, with your kids to try and make life a little easier when things go wrong or when things get difficult. Some of those things are power of attorneys, right? Some of those things are, you know, helping out with bank accounts. And you've had some calls where you're trying to help someone out, but there just was kind of a mismatch in timing, right? Right, right. So, um, these documents are really important, John, but there's a, um, a timing component to them, mm-hmm. which just in the last couple of weeks, you know, I've found myself helping either clients or, or people who have called with questions about the timing piece. Mm-hmm. So, you know, powers of attorney, which you mentioned, can be really powerful documents to allow you to help yourself, your children, your parents get some. Um, plans in place for if you find yourself living but unable to do certain things Mm -hmm. on your own. And they can be narrowly drawn, right? Or they can be specific to certain things. Absolutely. Powers of attorney, I think, and you and I, John, I think have talked about this, how sometimes people's backs will go up because power of attorney means I'm giving away all of my rights. Everything, right. And I have no control. Listen, I'm not going to... say that those feelings aren't real and people have them. But Mm -hmm. I kind of want to flip the script to say that a power of attorney kind of puts you in the driver's seat so you can name someone to help you if you're living and you can't sign your tax return, if you're living and you can't get to the bank, in the healthcare lane, if you're living and because you are in a coma or you're lacking some mental cognition, can't make decisions about your health care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great way to put it, to flip the script on it, because, and maybe this is an area where pop culture has not done us good in terms of television shows and how many scenarios have we seen on TV where someone's like forcing someone to sign a power of attorney to take over whatever it is, when the reality is, the most part is, it's the people that are doing this are planning things out smartly. Exactly. It's, it, you know, listen, there's probably situations where there could be duress and fraud and maybe a little fear going on mm-hmm. to make these documents, um, get them signed and get them signed now with certain people named. But for every situation like that, there's more situations where people are like, you know, listen, I want to get in the driver's seat. I want to uh, uh, 
be ahead of this and I want to name someone who can sign my tax return for me if I can't do it myself. I think a lot of people think, well, that's not me right now. I'll be able to sign that power of attorney when we get further on. But there kind of comes a point where the threshold has been passed and even signing a power of attorney is not seen as legitimate if someone doesn't have the mental cognition to rightfully think that, oh, yes, I could for sure have that ability to make that decision myself. Am I correct in that? Yeah, exactly. If, if you find yourself living and you may, hey, listen, you might be fine today, firing on all cylinders, you've got no memory issues, and you're fit as a fiddle. Mm-hmm. You know, life happens, and I am not don't want to be doom and gloom, but things can, you know, turn on a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm here to energize people that if you are healthy, fit, and all is well with you, Great. Fabulous. Yeah. But let's just maybe take the time to get educated about powers of attorney and, and put people in place, build your team so that if something should deviate from you being fit as a fiddle, you've got a team in place. Right. And just because you aren't fit as a fiddle anymore doesn't mean it's the end. There's still many years of life that could be lived happy and healthy. It just there might be some slips there and we want to try and avoid those or try and avoid someone not being able to help out. So you had a situation with a bank, right, where someone was just trying to get some do do something good. I mean, these are well-meaning people trying to help out, right? Right. So I had talked to two sisters um, a few weeks ago who were calling. They're trying to help out their mother. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, said, Corinne, we, we brought the will to the bank and the bankers wouldn't speak to us. And I said, okay. I said, girls or ladies, you know, is your mom still living? Oh, yeah, she's still living. I said, okay. They didn't talk to you, even though the two of you are the executors of the will, because your mom's still living. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything until, unfortunately, right. she passes. And they were just trying to help out with finances, right? Exactly. And I said to, to, to them, I said, ladies, you don't get your executor hats. You don't get your executor authority until your mom is no longer living. So the will is not the document. Okay, Corinne, I'm looking at a bunch of other documents. I'm like, okay, great. Do you see a power of attorney for property? Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Oh, yes, here it is. I said, that's your document. Okay. That you were going to take that to the bank and present your driver's license, the power of attorney, and say, voila, call on my French, um, <laughs> my French undergrad studies. Mm-hmm. Now let's, can I, can you give me some access to this bank account so I can help pay the bills? Yeah. Well, then that was a happy ending. Do you often hear on the other line the shuffling of papers and no power of attorney? We do. We do. We do. Yeah. And that's some of the situation you want to avoid because then that gets very complex, right? Because if, if you haven't signed a power of attorney for property over to someone else, what would happen? I mean, the bank, rightfully so, I mean, they're trying to protect the assets of their clients. They're not going to do anything, right? Right. It, the, they're just... Um hurdles kind of pop up. And so you're, you have to take each hurdle as it comes. Um, not insurmountable, right? right? All these problems are usually solvable. Um, but with just a little bit of planning, boy, boy, is chaos and confusion taken out of the just totally taken out of the picture. 847-272-7360 is where you can talk to Corinne or John, com. H-E-G-G-I-E law.com. And that number one more time, 847-272-7360. The other situation with power of attorney is there is an expiration date on power of attorney. I think some people probably think that after someone has passed, that, that grants them the ability to do certain things where it doesn't, right? Right. So there is a temporal component to powers of attorney and the temporal component 
is that a power of attorney helps you if you're helping someone who's named you to be their agent while they're living and can't do something. So that means when that person who's named you to be their agent, when they die, your power of attorney has no more legal authority, has no more legal import. Why? Because then banks, life insurance companies, employers are looking for the executor or or the successor trustee if someone's got a trust. So that's so the, I guess what we're saying is you may be covered in one end but not the other and it's best to make sure you have both lined up in place for these moments. I I couldn't agree with you more. I have a texture from the 6 year says having a power attorney has to do with health but also accidents. You can be perfectly healthy but in an accident that permanently or even temporarily prevents you from making decisions. I imagine you'd agree 100%. Yes, I mean that's exactly what a healthcare power of attorney can do. And we've even talked about for your college freshmen going off to school, having them enter a conversation about powers of attorneys, just because there's situations that arise again, hopefully not too severe, but it happens and hopefully temporary, which is often the case where they are not able to make decisions for themselves. And you want to be there to be able to help them out. Exactly. Or you just want to be able to ask questions if they've been in and they, you know, had their arm broken or... If you call and you want to talk to the doctor and you'd like to see a copy of that x-ray, if you don't have a power of attorney, they're going to say thank you, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Why? Because your college student or your 18-year-old, let's just put it in, frame it in that way, mm-hmm. your 18-year-old is an adult in the eyes of the law. Therefore, they're going to make their decisions and they have, under the rules of Illinois, the ability to name agents to help them with their property and their medical care. Um but just because you're the parent, you're, you're it's not the, doc- automatic. the doctor is not going to say, oh, here you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, 847-272-7360. That's how you talk to Corinne and John. How you talk to us is 312-981-7200. Getting some good texts in. Hopefully some calls as well. 312-981-7200. We'll get to those after this on WGN. Let's get legal powered by the Illinois State Bar Association on WGN. Corinne, why don't you go ahead and put on those headphones? We've got okay. a caller on the line. Uh, question from Peggy or from Peg. How you doing? Hi, thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to some guidance here. Okay. We finished our trust in June and we're given back a book of like, here's what you have. But unclear of now our checking accounts. Do we need to go there? And I've, I've seen other checks because I've worked as a church treasurer from the trust of. Do those need to be changed? Oh, interesting. So you have a personal checks right now, and you're wondering if they need to be changed. Corinne? Yeah, Peg, thanks, yeah. For that. thanks for that question. So you signed your trust in June. I want you to think about your trust. It's a legal contract, but I want you to think about it like a box. And you're totally on the right track. You have to fill that box with your property. So if you want to put your checking account into the trust, you have to go to the bank And let them know, I have a trust and I want to change the way I own my checking account from my name or a joint name to the name of my trust. So you were 100% on the right track. Does that make sense, Peggy? Did I lose you, Peggy? Oh, I think we put Peggy on hold. Sorry, Peggy. Did did that make sense to you? Yes, I think so. We have to do those individually, like my checking account and his checking account and Okay. Yeah. So you yes, gotta, ma'am. You got to say, put it in the box. 
Well, but it is the box. Be more specific than that because they may not understand the box reference that Corinne has. Right, right. Well, and and make sure, Peggy, that you have a copy of your trust on hand because the bank may asks, ask for a copy of the trust. And I don't want you your back to go up if they do because they're doing their due diligence to make sure, hey, does this trust exist? Right. They want to make sure. Is it signed? Right. Is Peg the trustee? Okay. Right. So you got to bring all that stuff with you, Peg, okay? Okay. And there are some things that are one name first and then the other. Does it matter? It, it doesn't matter. You want to just make sure that you have a, a clear idea of what's going to go into what box. Okay. And okay. the lawyer didn't already do that. We, we would assume we have to do it. Um. We don't know for sure. I don't know for sure without looking at the documents, but if your checks are not PEG trustee of the PEG trust, I'm just, (laughs) then you, then nothing's happened and the the ball's in your court. So pick it up and go to the bank. Cool. Okay. Thanks, PEG. And it's recommended that we should do that. Yeah. You want to fill your, you want to fund your trust. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Might as well. You got to trust. Might as well, might as well fill the box, PEG. Yeah, there you go. And that's, a, am sure, a common question, right? And this is the difficulty of understanding necessarily what's happening, but a great question at that. 773 chimed in. People living together, no matter how long, will not be able to make decisions about health care unless there is that power of health care. Do you see that a lot where people assume they have this power and they don't? There's a lot of situations, John, where people just assume because they are life partners, um, they've been living together for for many, many years with no intentions of ever doing anything but live together, that they're going to be the ones that doctors will turn to for help if someone can't make the decisions. And that's not necessarily the case. Do spouses have more power in those situations? Um, They might. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, Spouses might bat higher up in the order on the the two statutes that govern powers of attorney. Mm Mm-hmm. Because these these acts are very robust, right? The laws are robust to contemplate any situation. So there is, a, you know, a batting order of people that doctors and, and banks on the flip side in the property lane can look to. So the spouses are in the in the batting the- order. So yes, but here's here's just something I would like everyone to appreciate: when people are looking for powers of attorney, it's not usually a low stress. Situation. Situation. Right. Right. Just, Where people I, have a lot of time and yes. like, oh, hey, where's that power of attorney? Oh, right. hey, hey, let's go find that person to help here because we've got a situation. Okay. That's just the reality of the situation. So while a spouse might be in that lineup, just sign a power of attorney. Make sure. And make sure. So that that high stress moment, at least that moment, the, the power of attorney aspect is low stress. I love when you talk about batting orders because I know what you're talking about because we've talked so much, Corinne, about the team you're putting together yeah. and that's what you want to have that lineup set. And if you guys are sitting out there listening right now and you haven't done a will, you haven't done a trust, power of attorney, executor, all this stuff, this just sounds like something you haven't done, but you know you have. First of all, it's okay. A lot of other people haven't. Second of all, tomorrow's Monday, and that's the first start of that's the start of the work week. Or if you retire, that's the start of the week for a lot of folks. What a great day to call eight four seven 
272-7360. If you're stressed about it, if you've got questions about it, if you don't know what's next, maybe you did do one of these years ago, but you haven't looked at it in a while. 847-272-7360. Corinne, I know you can look over it all, right? We can. We're happy to put fresh eyes on people's estate plan if you if it's been a while. And listen, if you haven't done any of these documents, if you give us a call, you're taking the first step. And let's just look down the road in the future and forget about what's in the past. You're taking steps to make to make a change and, and get some protection in place and build a team. For sure. HeggyLaw.com is the website. 847-272-7360 is the phone number. Corinne, is always good to see you. Thanks, John. Always great to see you. Appreciate it. Ron Brown going to the news now. Sorry, a little late to you, my friend. And then we'll have more on Let's Get Legal.